0: Welcome to the Venli Expert Talks, where we aim to inspire Web3 builders with great stories from great minds. I'm your host, Alexandra Ahrens, and I'd like to remind you that you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, or LinkedIn with ideas for the podcast and questions for our guests. Welcome to episode 36 of the Venli Expert Talks. Today, I'm joined by Renato Garo, CTO and COO of Nebuli, along with Stefano Gobales, Chief Innovation Officer of Nebulae. Um, And we are going to be talking about uh, why they are so excited about decentralized marketplaces. So first off, I'd like you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit. So Renato, maybe you'd like to start. Can you tell us how you got started in all of this and kind of what led you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, thank you, Alex. Uh, Super happy to be here with you guys today. And my name is Renato Garo. I'm the, one of the co-founders at Nebuli, um CTO CEO of Nebula and we got started in, in blockchain really around five years ago uh, when before everybody started coming down to Miami and, and started working on a lot of like the blockchain startups that we see today so, both Stefan and I started like working with a couple of projects that were related to smart cities first and then another project that was kind of like a social media platform that was integrating um, blockchain components into it. But I've been in the technology business and industry for 15 years. I'm also um, the um, open source lead at Microsoft and have been always in, in the big tech world. So, Blockchain has been one of the the passion projects I've been super excited about. And since, um, you know, early in the back in the days when Bitcoin came out, I I invested a little bit on Bitcoin and then sold too soon. So I regret that. Um, But, you know, now I'm like, you know, super excited to see where it has come together and like all the ecosystem that has grown from being just one you know big blockchain into now having like different options for for different projects so now um yeah we've been in in business for about a year and a half and we're looking to launch our marketplace towards the end of the year
0: wonderful congrats thank you and stefano (laughs) i'd love to hear what brought you into this yeah
2: hi um yeah my name is stefano with like Renato said we met um a while ago we were trying to preach um um blockchain technologies into a smart city and a social media platform and now Nebuli. Um, I do believe Nebuli brings a lot of um, uh, social value to the individual and um, we bring a solution to market that uh, can be invaluable to people who's trying to look at contracting. Um, I've been in the industry for about uh, 30 plus years uh, working for the largest uh, companies as, um, uh, and um, I think blockchain is a game changer in the business. So um, um, that's why we're building Nevilite. I've been with um, um, companies such as uh, Capgemini, uh, Verizon, um, uh, has that, uh, Lucent, Avaya. It's a uh, Bell Labs innovation. And um, I think um, I'm happy to bring this value to the community. Hopefully we can... Um, Uh, launch the company uh, at the end of the year and be successful on that. Thank you very much for the opportunity to meet with you
0: guys. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Then, yeah, let's jump right into it. So you guys want to talk about decentralized marketplaces? That's that's a rather large topic. So maybe we can start out with um, talking about some of the differences between centralized and decentralized markets.
1: Yeah, I can take on that one, Alex. So, so centralized marketplaces is what we're used to working with today, uh, right? We all use uh, eBay, Amazon, um, and other marketplaces that we see online, right? Mo- basically, any e-commerce website is uh, it's a centralized marketplace, and any application that we use today in Web Two, uh, Uber, and so on, are centralized um, platforms. So, so the, the main difference is that on a centralized marketplaces, first you have a single entity or a, a, a few set of individuals or companies managing the end-to-end um, marketplace, right? So then they they, they operate it, they handle um, rules and regulations on the marketplace, they can set fees lower or higher, they can allow people or buyers and sellers to come in in the platform or not. So anything that has to do with the governance, how it's operated, how the fees are charged, everything is handled by, by basically one entity in most cases. On a on a decentralized marketplace, you really are decentralizing, right? That kind of like um, decision making, and then you really have um, a, a distributed set of people and entities that can can operate the, the marketplace in a decentralized way, which we believe it makes it more fair for the users of the marketplace. Because, uh, for example, like the um, let's let's take for example rules and regulations of a marketplace, like who comes in the marketplace or not, that can be. Decided by uh, really the users of the marketplace to the benefit of the marketplace itself. On on fees, for example, uh, when you decentralize the um, the the way that fees are processed and everything else using, for example, the smart contracts, uh, you're able to also have lower fees normally than traditional marketplaces, and then that allows for the marketplace to even have let's say more benefits to the users that are transacting on the marketplace, and then um, you have also the ability to. Have um, kind of like, let's say, kind of like share the gains from the marketplace because all, all the users of the marketplace can also be a part of the marketplace, have a stake on the marketplace. And, and if the marketplace keeps growing, then, uh, you know, everybody could benefit from, from the economies of scale of the marketplace and other economic benefits that come from that. So we believe that um, the marketplaces and decentralized marketplaces will transition more and more into this decentralized model. Um, slowly over time first introducing some pieces of decentralization and then eventually moving to to being uh, more and more decentralized so so uh, yeah in a nutshell that's that's what we see as benefits and, of marketplaces decentralized marketplaces yeah,
2: I, and to add to Renato um, you know uh, most marketplaces are vendor specific so if you are not part of that organization and you are competing with that, you will never have a chance to present your product in that marketplace. We're vendor agnostic, and that's what makes us different. right? It allows other technologies and innovation to be able to be presented. Whether uh, it, So if they're competitive to IBM or Amazon or something like that, that technology will not be allowed to be part of the marketplace. A decentralized marketplace becomes um, a democratized solution for that.
0: Okay. Good. So you've started to touch on it a little bit, some of the the benefits of decentralized marketplaces, but um, besides that kind of profit sharing, maybe we can go over some of the other benefits. Can you uh, tell me some of those and tell me why you're excited about it,
1: basically? Yeah. So um, <laughs> so on, besides the profit sharing, for example, on, on the decentralized decision-making, uh, you have, um, for example, like, you know, like the ability to establish something like a DAO, right? Decentralized Autonomous Organization that uh, would allow, let's say, all the members of the marketplace to be part of that decentralized autonomous organization. And then the decentralized marketplace could, for example, say to the DAO, hey, uh, we're going to, we're going to ask for a vote um, on, let's say, if we change the fee structure, if we start uh, removing, uh, let's say, sellers or buyers from, you know, a spec- based on a specific criteria or um, should we add this functionality to the marketplace or should we remove this functionality? So then that kind of like feedback loop becomes part of the marketplace. Um, and then the, the DAO can help you drive those decisions. And and it's not only like, you know, for example, in, in the centralized marketplaces, just like, for example, Facebook or Amazon or, or eBay, deciding uh, arbitrarily what they're gonna do with the marketplace. Um, it would be really the people using the marketplace also giving you feedback on what's the best thing to do for this marketplace. So, so that's one on, on governance. Uh, the other one, on on kind of like the the ability to to have um, the you know kind of like uh, let's say uh, share the, the gains from the marketplace is that you have people that could hold tokens, for example, for the marketplace, and then uh, the tokens can be used in as a utility tokens as well in the marketplace, so that let's say the marketplace can incentivize a specific usage on the marketplace to. To promote a specific behavior, right? So, for example, you can say, "Hey, I want to start promoting a specific uh, sellers for coming in the marketplace and give give you more tokens for coming in early, or maybe selling a specific products that are more profitable to the marketplace, or maybe promoting some of the things that maybe could be of social value, right? You can the marketplace can have a social value um, um, mantra, and then you can promote those things using tokens." Or maybe other other types of dynamics you want to promote, you can use tokens as a as a way to facilitate that and also for people to transact within the marketplace. Similar to uh, let's say, you know, point system from American Express or something like that. You're incentivizing buy gas, you know, based on so many points that I'll give you on this brand or buy this brand based on, on the promotion that I'm running on a monthly basis. So you can do those kind of things.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, to Renato's point, um, um, tokenomics can uh, impact the way people behave, right, Uh, uh, foster better behavior and so forth. But one one very important part is uh, intermediation. Uh, The way we're building the marketplace, uh, we're removing intermediation that becomes a big uh, problem because we are the... uh, a seller of products or solutions in the marketplace, you have intermediation, you got high fees, they control what you can do, what you cannot do, uh, and that could impact your business, right? Uh, We're looking at uh, removing intermediation, that technology allows us to provide a solution that removes the intermediation, becomes more fair and democratize access to uh, everybody within the marketplace. So, yeah, um, we're focused on uh, creating a better solution, for people to be able to transact business and services. Okay,
0: great. So with that, and maybe this kind of leads into it with using tokenomics for uh, promotions and, and leading your customers into certain transactions, but in what other ways do you see or what additional ways do you see um, decentralized marketplaces affecting the way people do business?
1: Yeah, so there is new dynamics that can come from from decentralized marketplaces. Um, one of the, the the different ways is like um, you know allowing really um, like Stefano was mentioning the decentralization piece is is a very important thing, right? Uh, when when you have a decentralized marketplace. Really, you're allowing for let's say party-to-party transactions using a smart contract, and and that allows them to first of all have more transparency on the um, on the process, right? There's there's some additional benefits that come from this. For example, like um, when you you perform a transaction on on a traditional centralized marketplace. Normally after you perform the transaction, you complete the transaction, there is a review process, which is, you know, you review the buyer, the seller, and then that gets captured. So on let's say traditional marketplaces, that review process can be, let's say, not the most transparent, and then it can also be manipulated by both buyers and sellers and the the party or the, the entity handling. the the marketplace because they have all the incentives to make sure that everybody has five stars, right? So you can start buying from all the five star sellers. There is no incentive to have zero star sellers or zero star buyers because there would be no transactions on the marketplace, right? So, so on a, on a decentralized marketplace, all this review process can also be captured, um, transparently on a decentralized reputation system, for example, where, um, all this process can be more, robust against tampering manipulation because all the transactions will be captured in the blockchain it couldn't be modified so that's that's one another benefit um the other benefit is um decentralized identities right so so when you transact on the marketplace you have to create a user account and so on um and you can maybe do kyc right um to verify that you're you say who you say you are and so on but on a uh, decentralized marketplaces you can you can do that, um, but also um, only publish the things that you wanna publish on the marketplace using decentralized identity so that you have more control of your data. Also your data can can be associated to you and you can store it in your wallet instead of the marketplace keeping all your data and then potentially you could monetize this data in other ways. Um, so that uh, gives you another benefit there: more privacy, more control of your data, the ability to somehow monetize this data you're creating on the marketplace. Um, the other one uh, for us is um, the arbitration. When 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 you when you process a transaction on marketplace, sometimes things don't go right, and then uh, you may need to submit a claim, right? Because a buyer, um, let's say. Didn't perform, uh, didn't didn't complete the payment uh, to the terms, or they're lying that you did. They didn't receive the services or goods or services, and the seller may not deliver the, the the you know the product on time or whatever may be the case, right? So then there may be dispute on both sides. So on, on a decentralized marketplaces, you can you can handle that in a decentralized way, so that there is an um, let's say a non arbitrary um, set of people that can handle that dispute. Objectively, Instead of like being the centralized marketplace where they're going to handle it to the best of uh, their interest, uh, meaning that they're going to maximize profits for the marketplace. They don't really care about the buyer and seller too much. They care about like, how can I make money from this transaction and, and keep having repeat business from whatever is being disputed? Compared to when it's a decentralized marketplace, you would have, you know, a, an independent group of people looking at it objectively and deciding really who's right or who's wrong on that dispute. So I would say those are the things that we see as additional technical benefits, um, you know, from uh, centralized marketplaces. And I don't know, Stephanie,
2: you want to add? Well, to um, you know, as, as part of decentralized identity, um, also um, we can afford to create a value to the um, uh, stakeholders by creating a biasless um, uh, ecosystem if uh, we can record uh, skills and talent and they are pre-trusted. Therefore, uh, removing um, identity and verifying that the, that, that the talent and skills are there, uh, you can remove um, information such as sex, uh, age, uh, color, person, and uh, be trusted that that's going to be um, truthful when you're presented that and your contract at that level. That's uh, another value we, we can bring to the market. But uh, to Renato's point, you know, um, a decentralized marketplace is removing basically intermediation. Intermediation creates a lot of barriers. How much money you're going to make, how much you're going to profit. How they're going to pay you, um, you know, it it removes that barrier and allows for a peer-to-peer transaction to exist, versus the marketplace is not a peer-to-peer transaction. You're going through the marketplace to, to create the transaction. So, um, and blockchain brings that type of technology that uh, otherwise is practically impossible to do, and uh, and brings value to society and the people that are going to be using that that uh, the marketplace, all the stakeholders, from the seller to buyer or for whatever people is going to be part of that. We're doing these transactions via smart contracts. So the smart contracts, the one that's protecting that transaction in-house that can be generated and processed for uh, frictionless payments, removing bias, and uh, creating a a democratic system between the buyer and seller. So no one can abuse the system. I think we bring a, a differentiated value to market and uh, unlike um, any other process that's out there, uh, we provide something that's unique and um, effective for the people that are participating in, that in our system ecosystem. I think um, Web3.0 and blockchain uh, uh, provides an opportunity to create a, um, a solution that uh, we cannot accomplish otherwise because um, there's always intermediation and greed um, uh, through this technology, we can remove that and create the value to uh, the people that contribute in the uh, marketplace.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I wanna point out just side note for a second. So you guys mentioned that a lot of processes there, especially in what you were saying, Renato, are, are trustless, right? You don't You don't have to rely on the other person at all. Um, but then, Stefano, you mentioned that you know in certain aspects you do have to trust the person on self-reporting. Um, what kind of mix or how does how does that mesh in your mind, or what layers of security are in place that will protect the people on both sides of the transaction?
1: Like you mean, for example, when, when we're talking about like, um, reviews or reputation or like sure. how you re- your are um, yeah, sure. yeah. So they- <laughs> that's a, quite an interesting, uh, dilemma there, right? Because let's say even, even if the system, let's say is, is more transparent and, and, um, more tamper proof and, and less, um, able to be manipulated, humans are humans and they're going to. Do what they do right so then if in the back end let's say you and you and me alex are transacting on on this decentralized marketplace on the nebula decentralized marketplace and we get together and say you know what i'm going to give you a five-star review and then you're going to give me a five-star review and we have kind of like a side agreement outside of the system right um you could um you can you can manipulate it right but there is there is there is a uh, programmatic ways um you can start removing kind of like that type of, um, let's say, fraudulent uh, transactions, and lowering, let's say, the the ability for them to to handle that by, for example, like promoting um, transactions that have been verified by not only a few set of individuals but more set of individuals as as more. More trustworthy and and really you know let's suppose that you have a lot of friends right but you know over time you know you're not going to have an infinite amount of friends so, so that you can convince everybody that you're such a great professional that you're transacting and you have five stars you know everybody uh plus you know they're paying you money right so then um they're putting kind of like a little bit of their their money on the line the other thing is how can you integrate third-party providers into the verification process so that's kind of like something that we're looking and that's especially why we're in the technology industry for for this marketplace because all this has been already figured out like for example, like most technology professionals can get a certification and and there is an API that you can use to verify with like providers such as um, Oracle, Microsoft, Google, that you have the certification so there is a way to verify that you in fact have the certification you went through training you took the certification or companies like acclaim or um, other other companies that are um, uh, certificate verifiers we can verify that you in fact have those so so you know from that angle at least you have third-party verifiers that you can use to to make sure that whoever is coming in the reputation system they're getting vetted from from the start Um, the other one we're looking at is for brand new users because there is a challenge, right? Like what happens, let's say I have certificates or certifications, and then I come in the marketplace and then you can verify me. That's great. I can get all the jobs because I have all the certifications, but what happens to somebody that just came out of college or maybe doesn't, didn't go to college? Did you want to get into start like, you know, transacting on marketplace because they're really good at this, right? Um, If you start removing these people from the ability to start transacting, you're creating bias, right? Because you're not allowing new emerging talent to come in the marketplace. And maybe they could be even better than somebody that has a large certification. So so um what we plan to do is basically allow for them to complete like microtransactions so that then they start building up the reputation based on microtransactions that um, it's kind of like an internship, right? Where you can say, Hey, I wanna start doing this uh, smaller pieces of work for less money or for free so that I can get um, the reputation that I need to start building up to have a more robust reputation and then start transacting on bigger, bigger jobs later on. So that's you know that's how we're thinking about all these different loopholes that can be introduced on, on the reputation system
2: yeah and, and besides that um the, the smart contract creates um a value for all stakeholders that uh, if services are not delivered, you are not going to be um, paying something that has not been delivered contractually. Um, so, it allows for a different type of execution that otherwise uh, could be problematic, right? It, it, it ties everybody's integrity in the process and makes sure that the integrity is maintained throughout the contract, so for the deliverable, the smart contract will not release funds until that uh, process is completed. So, um, and the smart contract also can uh, become um a bearer of the reputation part once they're completed. The reputation gets recorded blockchain, and that uh is, is, is basically impossible to change because blockchain eventually is immutable, so you cannot change that specific recording. So,
0: yeah, okay, okay. I think you brought up some interesting points there that actually I want to apply to my next question as well, which is, um, how is decentralization in this case going to affect competition and especially smaller businesses and especially smaller businesses just starting out versus, um, the, the visibility and the, whatever you want to call it of businesses that have been in the game a little bit longer.
1: So uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic because um, really you're gonna have you know the bigger businesses we think uh, will will become more and more decentralized because you're gonna have this new let's say new versions of the centralized businesses in a decentralized way like a decentralized Uber, decentralized Amazon, decentralized uh, eBay, and so on, um, and 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 just the the ecosystem itself is gonna be so much more. It's gonna benefit so much more from working with decentralized um, marketplace that you know they're gonna have like customers leaving their platforms. So they're gonna have to find a way to either be more decentralized to have this kind of like different business model around um, what they're doing. Which is at the end of the day, when when you have a business like Uber, for example, like your your business model is providing transportation services. Right or delivery services for for whatever is your market. Right, it's not the model like I have a centralized platform. I have a decentralized platform. I have a mobile platform. So really, the underlying platform doesn't matter to them too much. It's like, are you at the end of the day, what are you doing to provide this service? Right, and and I, I, we believe that you know they're gonna um, they're gonna have to adapt to to decentralized marketplaces. Maybe uh, become decentralized marketplaces. And for the smaller businesses. You're gonna have really the ability for them to actually have more more um, more potential, right because let's imagine you had a decentralized Amazon today. A smaller business could have its own piece of the marketplace where they can be owners of their, their virtual space in the marketplace instead of like relying on Amazon charging them all those high fees for selling. Uh, on their platform, just for just going to the marketplace, right? Just going to the domain Amazon.com, and yes, you know it brings customers, and customers are always um looking for products and services there. So it's easy for let's say sellers, a smaller sellers, to find buyers. But on the decentralized marketplace, you could do the same, and if it's well known and recognized, then it would be the same dynamic, but not not as high fees because yeah, it's it's you know it's decentralized, right? It's lower fees. The smart contract is really facilitating the transactions between the parties. So then, um, we believe that the smaller businesses would have even a bigger um, economic gain from participating on decentralized marketplaces. On top of the fact that they could be part owners of it, they can participate on on other aspects of the marketplace. So, so it's really really a, a new dynamic, and and uh, and then that can allow for like you know. Um, uh, so all sorts of marketplaces from different, like, uh, let's say niche markets to start like popping up and, and uh, we focus on technology and talent, but there may be other marketplaces that focus on like, you know, um, whatever, maybe right uh, sports goods. Um, it could be shoes. It could be anything really. You could start building decentralized marketplaces for anything and bring an ecosystem of all these type of providers in your niche to to create an ecosystem that can benefit from from those new dynamics that we were talking about
2: yeah um so to add to renato uh, decentralized uh, marketplaces allow for also integration of um, uh, different groups into a larger group Um, unlike larger organizations have already pre-established their solution through smart contracts we have we can have solution providers Gig economy workers be part of one larger smart contract and allows for that crowdsourcing of talent that's the right talent to be able to deliver the solution you need to have. And the smart contract becomes a headless organization, the one that's not intermediating for them to be able to work and get a fair pay uh, and uh, allow for this peer to peer transaction to happen. So um, it changes that dynamic how traditionally you go to market. Um, uh, also, uh, it changes how um, the process goes because if, if you have a lot of money, you can actually manipulate the process, and uh, and uh, the legal system tends to be siding with people can afford litigation right um whether buyer sell, it doesn't matter but uh, it's who has the money to be able to manipulate that the smart contract is basically uh, a digital transforms that uh, that le- a legal system into a, um, a digitized format that allows for fairness on the process and no one can can abuse the process right it, it allows for an integration of the, the different talents and solution providers into a democratized process that allows uh, to payment only when they have delivered the goods and services as expected by the smart contract. So it benefits everybody the stakeholder in the smart contract from the buyer and the seller. It leaves no one outside that, the market. Whereas in, in centralized, whichever has the power is whichever is gonna take the candy and run with it, right? It's uh, it, It's not necessarily a democratized system. It's a system that allows for the strongest to take over and, and, and run with it. Uh, our systems looking at, at creating a value to all the stakeholders and allows for democratization of services and payment solutions uh, as well, um, and also uh, removing bias because bias is a big issue, right? Whether you're a person working in India, South America, Europe, whether you're a female that's 60 years old that's excellent algorithms, and uh, you know uh, that 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 fairness in payment has always been biased and um, we're looking at removing that through the process we're creating.
0: Yeah, sounds like a dream come true. I can definitely hear some huge benefits to uh, this whole system, Um, but in the spirit of transparency, maybe you can also point out some of the downsides or setbacks that you see that go along with the centralized markets. And maybe along that line, why you think it might be tricky to get everybody moved to that system
1: yeah so yeah definitely it's it's, um, it's a new model right so then really you have to have a lot of the pieces in a, a really well defined so that the model doesn't break as it evolves um, if we break it into let's say governance um, let's say economic incentives. And, and then maybe the operation of the marketplace. So like on governance, you have really um, a headless organization, right? Or or over time, right? Because decentralized marketplaces will not be decentralized from the beginning. They will slowly start becoming decentralized, more and more decentralized. But let's say over time, how do you handle this transition from being centralized at the beginning or mostly centralized to more and more decentralized over time, introducing DAOs, introducing um, the decentralization of the the ownership of the marketplace, the governance, and so on, and and that across like you know a, a big set of people across the, the world and and with different mindsets, mentalities, priorities. How do you how do you um, remove you know let's say uh, civil attacks from from the ecosystem, like people trying to take advantage of of having, let's say, ownership of a good portion of the marketplace to benefit from other players in the marketplace. Those dynamics are things that they would have to be evolved over time and adapted. So on governance, big challenges there. On, On economic incentives, how do you create the right economic incentives for people to come in the marketplace in the first place and start using the platform versus going to a decentralized marketplace? And then, how do you stick to to your values over time? Because right as the marketplace grows, you would have let's say um, greedy, re- greedy founders may may find loopholes and, and ways to let's say have a, you know the majority of the um, the the stake on on the on the tokens right available for people to buy. There is ways to let's say benefit from. From just creating the marketplace and keeping a, a hold of the majority of that so then how do you really decentralize that from the beginning right and and our model particularly is is not to monetize the, the transactions that happen in the marketplace is mostly to monetize the services that come around the marketplace so so we're trying to go after that not Monetize the marketplace itself, like other platforms, which I'm not going to name, but uh, that's you know <laughs> a little bit of the mentality we have, right? Whether we stick to that, uh, I think it, you know that's that's our core core values, and 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 we foresee that we we would do it. Um, but as more and more people come in the marketplace, then dynamics may change, right? So then, how do we keep those economic incentives right from the beginning until the development of the marketplace and the operational side? How do you um, develop a marketplace that, you know, at the beginning, we'll use blockchain technologies, but then you're also going to use cloud services. So that piece is centralized, right? Um, Over time, you're going to start decentralizing into having compute networking storage and and the front end, the back end, everything decentralized and so on. But um, that's a slow process, right? And and then um, sometimes you're also... um, uh, making the distinction between how feasible it is today and how um, user friendly would it be, and cost effective versus being decentralized. Do you like? Are you gonna just decentralize for the the sake of it, just the philosophy behind it, or is there really technical benefits from decentralization from the operational side of the marketplace? And 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 we try to just have the mentality of having the balance of like really. What is the most cost-effective, the most efficient, and the, the one that makes sense for, for the marketplace to keep operating so that we can keep developing that over time? Um, and some people are super, um, let's say, you know, um, 100% pro decentralization and everything has to be decentralized. We're more of a hybrid, you know, kind of like what works works and, you know, uh, let's, let's try to evolve from there. And uh, yeah, I think that is challenging. But I think as technology evolves and decentralization becomes more and more accessible for more more people, then more projects are gonna be starting from decentralization um, on the technology stack layer um, easier than what it is today. Today, still a little bit more challenging than what it would be to create an app on on the cloud, right? So, so, so yeah, those those are big challenges we see. Uh, when it comes to adoption of the
2: marketplace? Yeah, yeah, decentralization has definite advantages, but adoption is an issue, right? But um, the advantages are going to eventually surface and people are going to realize why decentralization has to exist. Um, uh, we're creating a system that uh, needs to happen because um, intermediation becomes a big issue for most people, especially if you're trying to build a business, you are a big economic worker, small business, or large business as well, because usually the larger fish is the one that uh, intermediates or controls the the, the dynamic. So uh, decentralization allows to create that and provides um, uh, integrity in the process. You know. Um, uh, if you look at uh, technology and technology uh, evolution, we started Web 1.0 and people at the beginning, oh, doing transactions on the web is going to be impossible. It's, uh, it's feasible, impossible. Security is going to be a big issue. If you look now, what transactions are you not doing through the web, right? So so we're at that stage that uh, at the beginning of this uh, decentralization and uh, people, it takes time for people to realize the benefits, but once they realize the benefits, um, and it's gonna outweigh the the worries, right? And they're gonna start moving to the platform. So we do believe um, we have um, a a difficult road at the beginning, but as the the, um, support around the world uh, is open, opening more and more in decentralized systems. Um, and people start realizing the benefits and, and that will help us grow the business. Um, uh, decentralization is decentralization and natural growth and uh, where the market's going in technology. So um, we're just creating um, a solution where people can work out of and um, hopefully it becomes a future work, right?
0: Yeah, very good, very good. Um, Cool. Then I also want to ask, because we are where we are today (laughs) um, and we're currently obviously in the middle of a bear market. So what does that look like for you guys right now? How do you feel that affects the adoption of decentralized markets or the development of decentralized markets right now? And uh, what are you kind of looking forward to, or or what gives you hope during this time?
1: Yeah, so right now, I mean, uh, this is my 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 personal view on this, right? But I, I believe that uh, there has been a lot of um, uh, let's say capital that has come into the ecosystem just for the sake of making money. Then they have been inflating a lot of the the the. the the offerings that are out there right and and we haven't been focusing on really what is um a true utility um blockchain project like we have been focusing more on how much money can you make in in six months in three months and that week and and how can i buy the tokens early on so i can I can get rich a year from now you know things like that so money has been coming in in the space for 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 the wrong reasons not looking at how how is this platform really adding value to society and really, is it, does it make sense to be decentralized in the first place or not? And how can this a token be used for the marketplace? And and what I still don't understand is like how, and this is, I think it's going to be a little bit controversial, but how do people um, have been, how people have been raising money, right, on tokens before having something to show for it? and just the promise of anything? Um And in in a traditional way, it's a very different dynamic. You have to start showing progress, you have to show your MVP, you have to show your your production, traction, users, revenue, and so on. So so that allows you to raise more and more capital. On the the blockchain side, people started coming in with a white paper and then started raising a ton of money from, from tokens. So I think that has inflated prices. So now I think we're coming in a correction and then um, we're going to transition into focusing more and more on projects that have true utility for for not only the Web3 space, because now people are looking at, um, OK, the Web3 space, you know, and, and as an isolated ecosystem. Um, technology is not isolated. Technology is going to integrate. Technology is going to transition and, and um our solution, for example, is a hybrid solution between Web two and Web three. So, so you could you could come from the Web two world, let's say, um, um, and then use the, the the marketplace, even if you're a Web two company, or if you are a Web three, you can you can also use the platform and benefit from different aspects of it. Compared to people like saying, "Oh, we're gonna create a Web three platform and, and it's just gonna behave the way it behaves um, based on the Web three ecosystem," like we're creating a brand new world, right? So. So those are the things that um, we're, we're you know we're navigating right now, which uh, which is interesting, and we're focusing on building the platform. Um, you know, we started like developing the platform not too long ago. So because we we did a crowdfunding on Net Capital, which is uh, you guys also want to look into our crowdfunding offering. Went to uh, you can go to netcapital.com forward slash companies forward slash Nebulae. And you will be able to find the offering and help us uh, raise money for this decentralized uh, market we're building and uh, help us, you know, accelerate the development of of the platform. But, yeah, we're focusing on building the platform. We're focusing on on bringing early adopters, um, you know, that are interested already on, on using the platform for different aspects of, of their businesses. And then from there, it starts scaling up the platform um, and hopefully launch the MVP by the end of the year. So so that's where we stand. Um, And um, yeah, I think, um, you know, this is going to transition. It's going to allow us to focus, like I said, on utility projects. And then let's say it's like a survival of the fittest, right? The best ones are going to survive and they're going to thrive. And the fat is going to be trimmed from, from, from the ecosystem. So we believe good quality projects, not everything, but most of them will will remain. And uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's a bright world ahead as we transition from, from this market. Yeah,
2: uh, to, to Renat's point, um, uh, bear markets are not necessarily helping, but um, at the same time, um, uh, the migration to Web3 is inexorably moving forward, right? Uh, so, and we're working in that space. Um, we're hoping that as the bear market settles down, we're gonna be able to uh, capture uh, this movement and collect uh, uh, organizations that are looking at benefiting from uh, decentralized solutions. Um, we are not crypto, uh, we're blockchain. So um, crypto has suffered a big, big crash and I think it's going to recover in 2018. We had another crypto winter and, and recovered again. And and crypto is um, a use case of blockchain. And uh, we're working on blockchain. So, crypto is to a planet as blockchain is to the universe. So, we're working in the universe that develops uh, the technology to allow decentralization, uh, integrity, and uh, biasless. Uh, frictionless transactions that allows for people to um, work in the next generation solution pollution uh, for the future work. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I believe um, the market's difficult, but um, hopefully we can continue and thrive in this space as this is a progression of the next generation of business and technology uh, ecosystems.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys, at this point, I would like to ask if there's anything you'd like to plug. You've already done a little plug for your crowdfunding, but if there's something else you'd like to shout out now.
1: Yeah, so I would say uh, we also launched uh, the Nebula Italian DAO, which is um, a really, really cool, interesting piece of the, the whole project, which is the, uh, a decentralized community of Web3 talent that can assemble together from around the world to be able to um, benefit from having the community itself, learning from the community, uh, having other learning opportunities, developing new Web3 technologies, um, and, and finding new ways to monetize the talent through their own mediums or maybe through the through the Nebulite Decentralized Solutions and Talent Marketplace, and also as a community that will help us to be this f- feedback mechanism for the marketplace to keep evolving. So, if you're interested in joining the Nebulite Talent DAO and your web in Web3 or interested in, in joining us on, on this journey, you can go to nebulite.com forward slash talent DAO and you will be able to download the Talent DAO manifesto, which explains kind of like our mantra and philosophy behind the, the DAO and what is that we see as, as the future here for, for, for this DAO, um, which is um, quite interesting. Um, one of the things that, that we, we envision, for example, for, for Nebula is uh, a future where the decentralized marketplace becomes kind of like a marketplace of, of human programmable interfaces. Basically like uh, having developers offer their services or their skills, through the marketplace, through API, so that they can interact with both humans and systems in a programmatic way, similar to cloud services, uh, where you are, you're a system, you can go to the Nebula marketplace, you can say, I want to provision X number of hours of you know, this particular task or so on dynamically. And then you have really um, people from around the world that are able to complete the task on demand and they can take it on a first-in, first-out first basis and get paid for it dynamically on you know, as as they complete the task immediately. So so that's kind of like the future we imagine and, and this talent that will help us achieve that future. Um and uh, yeah so that would I would say that. And then yeah of course uh, also going back to the net capital fundraising, um go to netcapital.com forward slash companies forward slash nebula and we hope that you guys join us for for the ride.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> Great. Yeah Stefano, do you have something dad? No. Yeah.
2: Renato, thank you very much Alex uh, for the opportunity to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, please visit our, our net capital and uh, we're we're looking forward to um, work with investors. Uh, so I uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been a joy. Uh, my very, very last question though, before we end, I have to ask everybody. Who do you think we should have on Venley Expert Talks next? <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, have you spoken to? We have um, uh, I think some somebody really representative of the Miami community that um is uh, well known. Um, maybe it could be um, Benny Picala, If you haven't met him, we can make an intro and um yeah i think that maybe there could be other other members that i can that we can refer to yeah cool or, or george cortez which is uh really famous here in miami running right the miami community on web i think he could be interesting
0: awesome cool yeah then i will look forward to that cool all awesome. right then thanks again guys really appreciate your thank time you. and your expert opinions
1: thank you alex we appreciate it and have a great day everybody thank you
0: If you like today's episode, please rate, follow, or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really like our content, join our Discord community, where there's always good conversation, exciting news, and live AMAs. Thanks for listening.